Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers. As always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Michael Daniels. How's it going tonight, Mike? Pretty awesome, Dennis. Nice and freezing outside. I'm yeah, tired of this yeah. winter. We had some... I think I say that every week, though. We had some really nice weather yesterday, and now today it's winter again. Yeah, for those it's who crazy. aren't in Indiana, the, the Midwest temperature here is uh, 61 day, and then two days later it's negative four. Not quite that much, but it's close. Not quite. It was like in the 50s yesterday, and then like... 20s today maybe 30 yeah, I, saw, right. I saw some sleep wind chills ridiculous my, the, the ice froze all on my windshield it was terrible yeah hey so we're we're recording together yep. on this one live you brought us back to you came on down to uh, trotsky's yep for a while doing some stuff and we have somebody else in here we got our famous pete what's going on pete how Hello. you doing famous infamous yeah right the front porch villain the front porch villain uh so pete how you doing I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for coming. Um, we've been—I know—we've been talking to, about you for like ever. So yeah, it's kind of like now it's your chance to finally defend all yourself. Though. Well, and you know, it's what happens when someone comes into town is you have a game marathon because we're recording today. <laughs> right. Friday was. Uh, we did play Friday. Yeah, okay. Friday was Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yesterday was Rising Sun. Tomorrow we're going to play Pandemic Season Two oh, again. Right, right. So it's like. And then we're actually well, we were supposed to be playing doing the Star Trek thing, so right, yeah. Oh God, it's you just, just hit marathons when when Dennis, come in. Penis, we mean doing, when Dennis comes Dennis, in, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Aaron Lambert and Lambert, right, <laughs> right, right. Is he is he back, or you mean a couple? No, of I just ago. mean in general. Yeah, yeah. When people come in. There's there are people who when they come into town. And the only reason we didn't do something Saturday is because you were out. Where were you in French Lake? Yeah, south of here. Yeah, that's uh. I was only, I've only been to that place once. It's got like a... It talks about the dome or whatever that is. That's uh, uh, West Baden. West Baden. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, and I went in there and I was like, that's pretty impressive. It's huge. I guess I'd go there again. You ever stayed in that place? Uh, once, yeah. I went down with um, our friend Nina mm-hmm. and her grandma. Her grandma would spend a lot of money gambling. I don't know whether she won or... Oh, there's gambling in French Lake? I didn't guess that's, I didn't know. All, that's, oh, that's pretty right. much I knew all that. That's right. I did know that. That uh, that she got a room comped, but I had like it was Nina and I and Jen and like three or four other people. I think Scott was still around and, and whoever. And so we were all like on couches and floors right, in yeah. one in one room in that big old shining esque hotel. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay, so. We have recently played a game. It was last night, right? Yes. It was Rising Sun. Rising Sun. So that's a what a Japanese themed game, for sure. Yeah, and it's got well themed, but it's not a Japanese style game. Okay, I hear of the things like Euro style. Yeah. What does this have a style? Is this a Euro style game? <sighs> I mean, Trotsky would be the one to ask because he knows definitions. But my loose definition or understanding is. A game where, <clears throat> like Rising Sun, where you're basically in command of big armies with shiny miniatures and you're just, you know, committing warfare against one another, I feel like is is in the Ameritrash oh, genre. Yeah. Genre of it. Euro games are, uh, I believe, Ticket to Ride. Yeah, oh. Don't quote me. No, I've heard, actually, that's the but, one that, but, yeah, that stands one out the, as Euro games. One of the elements that I've heard used as a as a defining characteristic is the 
score at the end. So oh, okay. unlike you tabulate although, everything up. Although maybe that's not entirely true because that's not true of um, the Settlers of Catan, which is like one of the early generations. Like as soon as somebody gets ten points, the game's over. Right, and that's the that's the um, you know, the thing. Like, well, I don't know the 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 traditional terrible American games I'm thinking of, like Monopoly and Risk, are not score based; they're elimination based, which right. is terrible mechanic. No, I get that, that makes sense. Put that on the sense. list of things that make Because Lord's Waterdeep is supposed to be a Euro game. Yeah, I mean, I use Risk as the as the benchmark, basically. Is is Does a game, at the end of the day, have a... have have Risk as a modeling point? Where mm-hmm. Rising Sun does, in terms of its, you know, you... Pieces you, on a board? You make armies. Zone and, control. And you fight people with armies. Right. And I think of a Euro game as... Uh, like I said... Ticket to Ride, um, just really mechanic based. You know, I mean, if you look at the, 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 the it has a theme, but it doesn't really go with it. it yeah, of... I mean, it, it's a clever gameplay, um, uh, but usually it's kind of a point salady. You know, right? I mean, I would say that I would say that would fit for this game because while it's skinned Japanese, I don't think it requires it. I don't. You could put America on that board, yeah. and you could say. That the gods weren't gods; they're just special abilities or superpowers, yeah. right? Yeah, every cool miniature could just be a tank instead. Yeah, yeah. So I guess in that stance, it would be a. I mean, it it could use some other mythology. <laughs> you know, I'm sure a lot of those oni and things that we saw are from actual Japanese mythology, but it, they don't have to be. Right. You know, you fit it to the theme. I mean, we did a we did a whole topic on um on themes right it's in board games but it is nice as uh the guys on the dice tower said it's nice to get something other than feudal europe in right. a board game theme yeah for sure um well it, it one big component of it is it's got it's got a negotiation and diplomacy part of it i guess not necessarily big but it's kind of spread throughout it and i want to talk about that a little bit later when we expand about a couple of that stuff but i'd like to stick with a game that game specifically right now um, and I guess we can, we can start with Dennis. What did you think of the game overall? We're talking about, to recap, we're talking about the game called Rising Sun. It was a Kickstarter game. Who, who makes it? Do we know? Is there it's, a, it's Simon. Cool mini or not. Okay. Um, so it was Kickstartered, and we played it at our uh, good uh, buddy of the show, Trotsky, Mike Trotsky's house. And he's got all the expansions, but we just played with the base. <laughs> and it is a Japanese-type board game. What, what do you think of it? What was your impressions? I mean... It's very, it's very well made, just in terms of the components. Yeah, um, it did have a, a large variety of miniatures. Trotsky showed us the the uh, like retail components that go with it. There are a lot of little cardboard. Things. So we have all of the. He has all of the premium components. Oh no, kidding! Really? Big, okay. The big mahjong style tiles, tiles. And, and things like that are not in the base retail version of I the did game. Not know that. Um, yeah, really. I mean, if you, we'll put a link to the Board Game Geek uh, um, page for the game, but like really detailed miniatures, um, and all of that was 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 really cool. The theme. Well, what about the gameplay? Like, it was it's divided into multiple phases <clears throat> before you do things. There's the beginning, like I don't know, it's called political or tea ceremony phase, which is I don't know how, what that's. I know it's just a name for it, but what's it? It's, it's tea like? ceremony. It's like. Um, 
It's a dra- it's a drafting type phase, kind of. Well, right? well, no, the the tea you're, ceremony you're forming alliances. Yeah, the tea ceremony where it starts. I'd say that's kind of the the defining mechanic of the game is mm-hmm. is that alliance is players are required to form an alliance. And it's um, and it's not like a, a single like a, a single yeah, alliance. It's a one to one alliance, not like um, not like Game of Thrones or diplomacy type right. thing where you're just kind of like. Hey, if you do thing, or I'm not going to trade a more informal thing. This is liter- like there are you, explicit mechanics together. in the right. game where, and each each player has a um, a teardrop half of a yin yang piece, and so you have one ally, and that's it for that for that round. Yeah. You combine the two pieces to uh, to kind of create a full circle. But we were playing with five, so. One player then has no alliance, um, but the game, right. like we were saying, it's there's a mechanic behind the benefits of being an alliance, and then there's a betrayal mechanic built into the game as well. Right, and so it it tries to have uh, elements that that don't disadvantage you for not being in an alliance. Um, but the, but that's that's like a very important thing in that initial phase, right? Yeah, and like I said, that's what that's where I would put. Uh, of all the things the game does, that's what I would say is the most unique okay. aspect of it is is that forced, you know, if you were playing with six, everyone after the tea ceremony has to pair with Have someone. an ally, yeah. Um, well, then then there's um, the, another phase would be the, the one where it's kind of like a drafting where you pick the, the cards, you pick the one the ability that you want, mm-hmm. you put it back down, and we pass the deck yeah. along, and it does those things. And then the, the, after that's all done... There's a lot of mechanics in there, and then another phase where you actually are fighting with the pieces that are on the board, and that's got its own little bidding mechanics that's hidden and whatnot with money that's been earned. Right. And then finally, and then that's it. That's a round, and you score as you go. You go through three rounds, so, and, and that's it. So there are... So how did you feel about there, those mechanics? There are three big rounds, and each round has three distinct phases. Right. How, how did you um, feel about... Were those fun? Did you not like them? I mean, it was a long night. Right, so 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 we'll say that at the start. And how, long there was, was how long was it? Oh God, like four hours at, four, at actual. Well, we said we, we said four, we were going to start at six. We did not. We, we started, started at, eight. at probably eight. <laughs> but I mean, we were leaving here close to one in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we got out. Like we were done. Yeah. We were out. Yeah. It it all seems to we me we did have to break for sushi though because we were sushi eating. and we did an actual tea. and we actually we, did a tea we, we made tea we were being and very culturally uh, <laughs> insensitive insensitive <laughs> slash <laughs> respectful but, uh, respectful in in the best best we can do as as Midwestern we'll see Americans. if we can put up a picture of our it tea. was good cookie cha tea. Was good. it was yeah. good tea yeah the tea was good um, but so anyway all the, the, the face. all the mechanics feel like re- like really well thought out really well designed. Um, I mean the the initial phase with the alliance mechanic is very uh, like I said it's very explicit. There there are things there are advantages to both sides. Um, it affects the whole main phase. Um, Was it overwhelming? You think? It's hard to. I don't think it was overwhelming because between watching the dice tower review and having Mike explain stuff. Um, I was never unsure of the rules. Um, it just has a lot of that, and I have this problem in a variety of strategy games, especially if there's luck involved, which this had very little luck right. involved. Right, no dice, which it's, is definitely good. It's more just, it's, it's randomness in the sense of well, the, 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 the decisions the, other, peop- other players make, you 
can't control and you don't understand. So it's not like you roll a dice and you got you got a seven and that causes a different thing. It's oh, you didn't account for the decision this person was going to make and this person was going to make because you you can't. That's not the political mandate phase would be the highest ran, random probability. So the where you draw, the, yeah, right. the phase of the game where you actually dis- determine what actions you're doing. Uh, that's where you're talking about the mahjong tiles. You, you well, basically draw four potential actions, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a it's a deck of ten, five different actions. Both act- all actions are in there twice, but you discard all the used ones. So every action hypothetically should come up in one round. But right. you know you might there are only two cards in the game, for example, that let you actually move your troops. Right. And we played an entire... Yeah, that hurt me in the middle season. Yeah, we played an entire middle season where no one moved. No one moved. And it was, you know, <clears throat> if you want to do that and you don't get the option, and then you have to pass it on to people who are or would not benefit from armies right. marching. So that yeah, element that, that is, is certainly luck-based. I, but I like the... I like that aspect of it, the, like, picking an action. Um, on those tiles, the action... There's an action that every player does, and there's another action that you and your ally do. So it's better for you because you get another another benefit from it. But everybody, if you decide to move troops, everybody gets a chance to move troops, and it's yeah. a it's, oh, right, a, it's right. an interesting, well thought out mechanic. I and then like, the, I did like that a lot actually. And then the combat phase is a kind of um, Vincini Princess Bride try to try to read the person and anticipate what which, which you can't. You just you go around in mental circles and like, I clearly can't choose the wine in front of me. And, <laughs> um, but it's it's based on the 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 gold, the currency, and so if you if you haven't done very well in that respect, or if you recently won a combat, you might be coin poor, and then you can't um, you can't bid on that combat phase. You generally had to have overwhelming force in combat to to be able to withstand not having as much money as you're right and in and in the last phase i i had overwhelming force in a region but it didn't matter because trotsky had more coins than me right and so i couldn't i mean i even had a stack of um those ronin tokens not to get too uh granular and details there but and so all of that was like all of that is to say that I think it's a very well thought out and designed game. I'm not sure whether I like it. Okay. And th- and that's just me. I have a hard time in a very long game, like, keeping my strategic mind engaged. Mm-hmm. You know, if it takes too long for other people to make their decision, my my brain goes somewhere else and now I'm not, and that game, that I'm game not absorbing that. vital right. information anymore. Okay, so Pete... Let's move that over to you. The game itself, and as a whole, what do you think? You got? I, would you give it a thumbs up? Or yeah, a, I mean, I, I would or? definitely play it again. Um, I think, kind of going off what Dennis said. Oh, real quick, you did win yesterday. So everybody I did knows. win. He did win handily. So, right. So that would be kind of one of my concerns. And I think you know, I mean, it was the first time we played, and not to get too deep into kind of uh, game mechanics. It's one of those games that tricks you into thinking there are things more important than just scoring points. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I won, but in the long run, once people... You know, I the first time you ever that... play a game, you don't know what a good score is. Right. 
So, uh, you know, I wasted, not wasted, I spent basically the entire second phase of the game, so I spent one-third of the game doing nothing but generating 14 points right. when I had the action to, to play the political mandate. Right, and that you did identify in an earlier phase that there were these two territories that gave massive amounts than anything else, right. and you were the one to recognize those ones to do right. that. And no one else even thought about yeah, that. Yeah, no, one, no, no one was batting was an eye. Deal. Right. Yeah, and 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 so it helps that one of those provinces was um, the my one home, my the, home province as well. Well, your home and the other one was your home that for the first two seasons didn't have a, a well, token. Well, next door a victory point token. But I moved into Mike. Uh, I moved into Trotsky's home province. Yeah, right, right. So after the first round of the game, I basically was holding, like we said, the two most valuable for victory points. Um, if you do a harvest action. Uh, and, and yeah, so that was 14 points in a game, you know, the, the winning score, I think I had 60 something. Mm. Um, and the second one was, second place was what, like 30, Yeah, 35. Or, or you, were, you were 35, close to 40 maybe. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, there, there are lots of games, uh, Blood Rage, for example. Um, there are lots of games that get you bogged down in, you, you, hyper-focus on things that you want to accomplish, and they're yeah. not really what gives you points. Right. Um, and so, you know, not playing with a group of people who have played it before and know, like I said, how many points you're shooting for, I would want to play it a few more times. Um, my biggest complaint would be that what we're talking about, the battle phase, the Princess Bride, um, <clears throat> kind of bidding... Yeah, and this, and this one, to, to re- reiterate that, everyone has a certain amount of chits or coins that they have, right. and you can get more or less depending on the previous phases, and then when the war happens, it's a matter of choosing between four or five options and bidding yeah. points on those, and whoever has the highest points coins yeah. on that one phase wins. It's, it's a hidden kind of bidding card. But we all know the, the numbers that we have yeah. to use. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a hidden bidding card, and you have to win one of the... Uh, one of the kind of mechanics you get to use in order to do it in battle. And, I mean, it was... And you, you're not a fan of that? Well, those battle phases just took for... I mean, you, you, we what? We did seven. You fight over seven provinces around. Yeah. So you have 21 battles. <clears throat> Fortunately, most of them were... It's number of players plus two. We're, we're right. fairly, you know... Which uh, is another random part, by the way. That Like, I got... Yeah. No, no, another random part was that it's not all those score. Yeah, I think it would play best with six, because then all your provinces would score. But uh, And everyone would have an alliance. But yeah, the, right. there, there's seven combat, you know, with a five-player game. There would be eight uh, combat provinces. And, I mean, combat... Uh, individual combat could realistically take over five minutes. And yeah. four players are sitting there doing basically nothing nothing and two players are basically sitting there just kind of what dennis is saying imagining all the different ways go, go, going through circular logic yeah. to try and try and it and doesn't outsmart. matter just, just right. throw your coins on a thing hope it works because yeah you don't know what they're doing so yeah so you know the you one, the one is up. interesting the one interesting aspect to that is thematic and that's the seppuku oh killing your guys component too. of it because that has potential benefits. You're basically throwing that battle um, to. There's this whole honor track that um, affects all the ties, and it's is is very important. But there's then, another game that has that, right? Like, uh, I mean, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right, Game right. of Thrones. And you, 
you get victory points for every guy? Yeah, victory points case? for seven coups. Yeah, so like you you throw a certain fight, you get a victory point for each guy that you um, commit seppuku, and then um, and then if you lose a battle, you get all the coins that your opponent and you wagered right. in that battle. So you would get victory points, you would get coins, and so I think in the first round I used that to my advantage to get a couple points, get a couple honor, because I started at the bottom honor, and then I had coins in the next battle. didn't matter. I lost that battle, too. But um, I think you used that expertly at the end. Well, that actually, that that did cost me points, but I liked it thematically, because, uh, so what we were talking about, the honor track, um, all ties in the game are are broken by honor, and so there's bidding ties, like we said. It's your rank on a ladder. Yeah. um, There's bidding ties with, you know, uh, who's bidding. For example, you have to pay the most amount of coins to commit seppuku. Um, and then combat. So, you know, combat, it's totally, you know, I have five, you have four. Uh, ties are broken on the honor track. And I was at the bottom of the honor track the entire game, which actually has benefits. There are cards and abilities that you can only use against people with higher honor. Um, that aspect of it feels very particular to Japanese culture. I mean, not that you go far back enough in history and most civilized, you know, like feudal system and all that was had a component of honor and shame kind of stuff, but it's particularly um, specific in this. Yeah, because you can do the the Japanese version of it. Raise your honor. Yeah, that goes well with the theme. But so... But but no, regarding, I mean, me doing that at the end, that... Points wise, actually, I, I, you know, calculating the end cost me a few points. Um, I wasn't taking winning the province into into the factor, but I had been at the bottom of the honor track the whole game, and my entire army was on a province. So thematically, I got to to enjoy, you know, Turtle Clan going from least honorable to most honorable. the entire course of the game to the entire army committing seppuku, no longer existing, and being the most honorable. <laughs> Right. Of all. Well, I, I will say that for me, because I, I, I think that when I've heard from Trotsky and Chris, who was also playing this, that they kind of uh, believe the same things you guys have said about those different phases. And I will, as usual, be the one that stands out and says, I actually, that's probably my favorite phase. Only because that's the way my mind thinks. I like pure numbers that I can place on a thing and then look at you across the table and say your most logical advantage is to do X, Y, or Z. Therefore, I want to counter it with this, with that. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of read you or not read you. Um, The problem is, is that um, sometimes you'll play with people who are more chaotic than logical. Sure. And that just drives me up the wall. Right. Because then they don't play it. But when you play with a group of people who It's like playing poker with an amateur. Yeah. And you're just like, it makes no sense to do those kind of things. Um, So I I liked it. Because the people we're playing with, but if otherwise, it would drive me nuts. Well, it's a wagering. It's. It, I mean, you're basically trying to wager. You know, do I think I can win this outright? Do I think I'm going to lose? Uh, once again, not to stress mechanics too much, but going back to the seppuku mechanic, that's the first track that you bid on. Um, well, that executes on bidding, and uh, all tracks don't have to be. If you win it, you don't necessarily have to do it. So there are instances in the game where if you think your opponent's attempting to commit seppuku, mm-hmm. you outbid them on that. And exactly. And don't let them do it and then still win. Yeah. So it has a it has a deep, you know, and that's true with all... Denying it. Uh, 
three out of the four combat bidding tracks are, are basically, you know, strategic advantage kind of things, with the fourth just being raw points. Right. Um, and so really you're trying to figure out how can how can you win? Can you win really big? Can you scrape by, you know, uh, and let the other person rack up a bunch of points, you know, to yeah. accept a coup? Um, so what do you guys, th- what do you guys both of you like to get? We, we know that probably the biggest complaint of all of the game, which I think in general way, I think we kind of like the game. I'm still also at a at 50-50. The thing that brings it down for me is the length. Yeah. And so let me ask you guys that. What could have been? What would they have done in this game to make it shorter? What what made it go so long? I should say, not not what fixes it. What made it go so long? Why I think if, if so we long? played it again, we would we could cut. I think we you still cut it down to two and a half hours. Yeah, I, I think, think you could cut it down to two and a half hours. And That's still I mean, long. Uh, shoot, I don't remember the name of the game. Um, and Trotsky recently got the. It's once again also kind of uh, an Asian themed. Um, it's his Game of Thrones light. It's basically you take the big eight-hour Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. four to eight-hour Game of Thrones, right. and it cut all of the diplomacy out of it. Um, and really, is just you know you have chips and you attack and you and you put attack or you put the face down, you know, tokens on it mm-hmm. to whether or not you're attacking or defending, etc. That game is about an hour to two hours or so, right? Uh, and so. I would say there are things you could do to get Rising Sun shorter, but what, what you, made you it, basically what, turn it into a different game. Yeah, it's a different game. So like, it, 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 it is it the diplomacy? Is it diplomacy yeah. that takes so long? Is yeah. that what it is in every phase? That there's some kind of a diplomacy to talk because because there's this negotiation, this, this mystery, and try to, and like it's really to to my way of thinking, it's still very random, but you have to like a bunch of people have to make decisions. So you're not just throwing dice. Like, sure, you could speed up time if um, the combat was like risk, where you stack your guys in the province and then you roll dice. But it would be a different game. Like, this, that's what this game is. And I don't think... I don't think those things about it that, that didn't work for me are bad. I, I think they were really good. It yeah. just... Um, made it difficult for me and maybe that just means okay. that that this kind of this kind of oh, not necessarily not for me but not for me in that setting where like by the time we actually got started yeah. everybody was a drink and a half in right. and i just i just have a hard time staying focused on um those kind of strategies and like right. paying attention to what what other people are going for and what yeah. I need to be. It's also, you know, first round, which is always going to first play is always going to take longer. Yeah. And, and, and we, I will say, even with that time, it was set up and a lot of people kind of knew the rules before. So it wasn't like we were starting from scratch and reading it. It was. Well, but we had to describe, we had to teach rules to people. Right. And, right. you know, we were, we were also talking about what sushi we were going to eat. <laughs> we did break <laughs> there's, sushi. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just chaos in the environment. Battle, well, real quick, Battle for Rokugan was the was the shorter one I mentioned. Okay. okay. That, I'm not uh, familiar with that Board one. Game Geek says 60 to 90 minutes. We took it out of a box, taught four people the rules to it, and played it in two hours. And so, yeah, that's what I would say regarding Rising Sun is... If you strip away diplomacy and, and, you know, bidding, you wind up with a game pretty close to that. Or, kind of going back to the Ameritrash Euro game thing, 
maybe you wind up with risk. So, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, which no, nobody no wants. <laughs> okay, so let, let's let's transition a little bit here cause, because this I want to I want to spend some time on the big topic of negotiation. All right, because especially we've got Pete here. Now, I, now let's not talk about. I'm not as devious. <laughs> we're, we're just going to we're going to corner sense. you right here. We're going to we're going to. That's talk what about. a devious person would say. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think that's that's worth talking about when you're here. I don't I don't think that anybody thinks that you are devious in, in that way. I think that, that what I'd like to talk about is the strategies to dealing with negotiation in a game, especially since you play with um, mostly a lot of the same people. Like we're in the same group. Um, it's for everyone else to know when we talk about like my Tuesday group or when we play there, Pete's one of the, one of the people in that group. Um, so we, we play the same people. It's not like, I mean, there's a thing in our group, a lot of things that says whatever it takes to beat Pete right. is, is a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff. It's not like that's not known. So, which I actually, I've, I've for a while thought that was, I mean, uh, is it Dune? I, I mean, I'm going to just throw quotes out, and I'm going to hope it's Dune. <laughs> uh, what, Fear nice. is the Mind Killer? Isn't that, isn't that Dune? Or is that just, like, FDR? You know, like... <laughs> right, right. I feel like it's Dune. Anyways, that's... I mean, I really do think, to an extent, um, going into a game, attempting to, to beat a single player already puts you at a disadvantage. Yeah, it does. Because... It distracts you from what your goal. Should yeah, be. your goal is get as much points as you can, as you can get. Right. Uh, I think the classic example is um, Lords of Waterdeep uh, has the um, mandates. Has the mandatory uh, the, quests. yeah mandatory quests, and I've always said you know it's a, it's a five or six player game. Your goal is to get as many points as you can, mm-hmm. and if you spend an action hurting one player, you the actions are your limited resource. So you spent effort hurting a player which hurt yourself because you could have gotten resources right and four players benefit as a result right yeah you know and and the the counter to that is if it's near the end of the game and you know there's one player you have to beat yeah spend effort hurting them right but early in a game i mean going in and seeing the thinking i'm i need to remember to take time out of my day to to make to, sure you don't make yeah move. to hurt this one player's score, I think puts you at a disadvantage right from the right right from the beginning. Well, whether it's negotiation or just or just any game. Well, let, let's focus on the negotiation part. So, and and we can even bring back in uh, Rising Sun in this a bit because we we did say negotiation was a big part. Sure, right? yeah, and, of at every phase, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's and that's talking one on one across tables because. You know, I have to talk sometimes across the dentist the other day, and we were talking like, should we do this? And we don't, And but I'm going to go with Chris. And there's a lot of that talking around. Right. And, and I know that you have to deal with the fact that, like, right off the bat, because of that don't ally with Pete type thing. <laughs> which and, you did, by the way. Which we which did, Mike, yeah. which, Mike, right off the bat, I, I do, absolutely. And we had a great first round. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You know. And that, that's, that's something that I think we've kind of made clear here is that it's, it's – when we talk about you playing these games, it's, it's not it's not it's not a it's not a uh, a thing that don't do with Pete because Pete makes the right choices. It's it's that you know make sure that it's you're on his side when he wants to make that choice and ride the wave. Just don't get crushed by it, right? <laughs> um, but the uh, so um, I guess what I'm trying to say here is um, when you go up against the negotiation, you realize that you're kind of under the gun, like because people don't want to give you advantage, but. Ha- do you play game to game? Do you realize that like I, I have to be nice to Chris because if Chris starts trusting me here, I want him to trust me later so that I can now's the time to twist the knife or not because to win? 
I mean, I mean I, I'm not talking about your, your own strategy. And I don't. I'll speak to mine. Like, I wouldn't, you know. I, don't, I guess. Is that a tough one? <laughs> well, so. Because we are playing with the same group, the same people. So, I mean, I'm going to use uh, Mike Trotsky as an example. Um, and this isn't necessarily negotiation games. Uh, he will. And, and I. I've seen him do it once or twice. He doesn't do it as often as, as he says he will. But um, in in any kind of you know game with a take that element, where you know you could in, uh, attack one person, you know, or, or attack another, mm-hmm. um, he has attempted, or he he'll multiple times let people know that if you do attack him that one first round, okay, he, he will happily lose the game to go after you, making sure you don't win the sure game. And so win. that's the kind of, bit of the bully thing on there, right? right? That's kind of a long term, you know, multiple game strategy. Mm-hmm. I would say where you, you know, and, this, and at that point, yeah, you have to put your money go. where your mouth is a few times and throw a couple games, and then after that, people know, okay, round one of you know Cyclades or or whatever Kimmet, whatever you're playing, mm-hmm. you know, not to hit him, right? But don't don't make. I mean, not not don't hit him, but don't make an irrational. You know, yeah. Trotsky really wants to make sure if you do attack him, it's for a good reason. Kind sure. Of thing. Do you, Do you have that because you are playing with a, a single kind of group that that you have a read on people? I mean, I, I will say that I start to hone in on on our game group too, like who who tends to have that. Yeah. I know that when we just to bring up that Trotsky thing, like I know he has that point that that could happen. So when I when I deal with those, I have to make sure that's in mind or. Like, I make stupid mistakes. Surely you look at me like, I can get him to make that mistake. In general, I don't. Because, I mean, I was thinking about it the other day. I mean, there's no one that we play with that I would that I would say has a higher probability, you know, going back to Rising Sun. It, it had an alliance mechanic, and it had a very clean betrayal mechanic. There's a card you can play on your turn that basically uh, nullifies your alliance with another player. And, you know, looking around the, the group of people we were playing with yesterday, I'm not sitting around thinking, oh, I think uh, Dennis is more likely a person to play a Betray card against me than, you know, Mike D mm, or right. Chris. Um, and so to an extent... But you do a lot of a lot of on-the-spot conversation with it, right? Like right. To, to, to reassure them to not do it. And to right. give them reasons. But. And that's why I think you can just play every game as, a, as an individual. You know, because there's things... Uh, I'll, I'll use um, we when we were playing uh, Game of Thrones Cosmic Encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's Love that that's the probably the pinnacle of just pure negotiation. Love Nothing that. matters, yeah. kind of a yeah. game. Yeah. And I think that was my first negotiation game. I made, besides, maybe uh, I mean, a month or so ago, I I remember near the end of the game, uh, you and I. When I say you, I'm looking at Mike D. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike D and I had basically worked out kind of a thing where, uh, in return for him, you know, helping me in a moment, I was then going to reciprocate. And that that game's a first to five, and you can share victories. So, hypothetically, everyone but one pl- one player could win that game, right? Um, or one person can't outright, but usually it's a shared victory. And the result of the earlier trade basically put me in a position on the very last round where I had the option to have outright victory. Mm-hmm. Um, all I had to do was say, you know... I betrayed. Yeah, right? you stink, Mike D. Right. LOL, I win. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, one of the things, especially in a game with multiple winners, because I guess that's 
uh, when you think about yeah, how do you play from a from a game to game? The thing I I guess you have to remember with all negotiation games where there's only one winner is there's only one winner. Like you yeah. know, we're not holding hands and marching off right. into the sunset together. You right. know the the you know everything's going to hit it the fan eventually. Be. It has to yeah. Be, yeah. Um, Everyone else is going to be upset, but one. But going back to that Game of Thrones, that was pure negotiation. And you had, you know, earlier helped me with a thing. And I said, in return, I would get you this point. And it it resulted in both of us getting five points. It was a two-way victory that didn't need to happen, but I think... Well, that's one of those ones, an example of a game-to-game type thing, where where you were just talking about some people uh, can make a point of a play style uh, as a way on the long term. Um, And I also will say that that is something, that's one example of the thing that also makes you harder to play every time, simply because you don't know when you're going to make a a diplomacy decision based on yourself, because you don't have a record. You kind of, people like to think that you personally have a record, but you don't. Well, but that's what I mean. I think that's, I liked the theme of that outcome. Like it's, you know, like I said, there's not, there doesn't have to be one winner. Right. You know, uh, I didn't. Do that thinking, oh, then the next time we play this, Mike D will be more likely, and then we'll like, twist <laughs> then the knife, twist you know. Right, right. Um, I'm, I'm like, the theme of this game is I offered this, and he offered that, and two winners is fine, and, and thematically, I have no problems, you know, creating yeah. a dumb narrative in my brain. So, so that's what I got to know. We just got to make sure that we somehow craft the narrative that <laughs> that he's going to lose in his brain. That, that's what you need to do. So, I, Dennis, I know that these aren't your kind of games. We've talked about this before. Like when you where you have to do a heavy lot of per, personal talking, and then it's not. It's, I, you know, I see the appeal of it, and actually, we we might want to segue into that in a little bit. The 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 idea of um, chasing. The, the quote unquote bad experience because it's more memorable. I don't know. The, Explain that. This, this might have been after you left. It's oh, it's yeah. the idea of if you are planning a wedding. Okay. And I'm barely following you. <laughs> and, and everything and and nothing goes wrong. Nobody trips the photographer, the 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 flower girl doesn't Wet her pants. I don't know. That's an extreme <laughs> yeah, example. I'm still not yeah. quite there. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like nobody's rolling nobody, out of no, Nobody's uncle gets hammered and dances on a table at the reception or whatever. Like, if you have a if you pull off a flawless wedding and nothing goes wrong, nobody will remember anything about it. Oh, okay. You, you want to have something that's interesting and fun, but and that's what that's what Trotsky said last night about this game because there was a point in the game last night where. Pete and and Trotsky were shouting yeah. at each other over sure. a, a perceived deal. And I mean, I'm mostly Trotsky. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I, I had I tuned it all out because I wasn't involved. But I mean, um, with, with negotiation games, that's a very good possibility that you can like, get heated. Like things. after the, after the fact, when he was calm, he said, um, "I really like that. That's something we'll remember." That's you very know, true. He refers back to the time we played Blood Bowl. You you weren't there. I think Pete no. was when. Um, but not 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 like real Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl team manager, which is the worst. That is an objectively terrible game. Um, we, we we played a game where I was rolling d6, and there was only one die, only one face on that die that was going to be bad for me, and I rolled it in a double. And and I was like, I was like, screw this game, screw these the dice. I I literally picked up the dice and chucked them across the room. Pat Pat will confirm because they fell in his box of. Of HeroScape miniatures, and we couldn't find it. <laughs> fell in the worst possible spot. In the, wor- in the worst place. Which helps but the mythology of the story. It's right, like, certainly. you know, I've played 
dozens and dozens of games. And that's a story we still always tell because it was such an extreme situation. Well, well, and, and I don't know, I you know, that, there, I hate that though. There, but also, the, there's, you know, the there's almost an element of sadism. Right, yeah, right. I like the Pat dealing everyone as Cylons. The Pat dealing everyone as Cylons game yeah. Yeah. is the is the most famous. I don't know if you guys. Well, no, we yeah. should have talked about talked about, that about when it. He was but on here. in a nutshell, you know, we were playing Battlestar Galactica, and our friend right. Pat, who yeah has been on the show, yeah, misdealt, and you know, I mean, everyone, what, we're everyone two, was we're the two, we're two and a half hours into the game. Yeah, and the Cylon, you know, switcheroo happens, and everyone's thinking like, "Oh man, I'm the Cylon, and everything's going so great for me because everything <laughs> yeah. is just failing, yeah. fail, which is the failure in fail. this game, right? Right, and then there was like only one player who wasn't a Cylon, and right? Like, oh, you, you, you dealt, dealt twice as wrong. many Cylons as you were supposed to, but you know, in terms of not planning it, it was everyone's accusing everyone else of being a Cylon, thinking right, that right. they're a Cylon, yeah. And not understanding how it's hitting so hard, you know, right. because they think, oh, it's probably me and this other person. You're going, you're a Cylon. And the person just has this look of guilt on your face <laughs> yeah, yeah. that you know is mathematically not possible if it's dealt right. So, right. I, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, it's that's memorable. that's one of the most it memorable does, games we've ever played. It's true that that creates memorable, the, yeah. it creates stories. Yeah. Right. And I couldn't tell you the single outcome of any Game of Thrones game we ever played. Right. Yeah. No. No. Nor yeah. I. Nor I. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to think about that. It's though. kind of you like we talked. Bombing of Hiroshima was memorable, but does that make it like the best thing that happened? You know what okay. I mean? Let's do that again. So okay, we can Godwin's stuff. law. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, really. I mean, but there's an element of it that that also, as another example, when we had Fox on the show and talked about his um his D and D session with the Star Trek <laughs> right. thing, that was like. Disaster, <laughs> right? right? But we, oh, we, we all had a ton of talk yeah, about it. We all joke about it. We all had fun, right. except Fox, who then says he has fun, <laughs> right? Who who claims that his frustrated persona was role playing? But I'll tell you what, though, it, which, it I, was which I don't literally none, one of the most. None memorable. of us buy that. It's one of those Gen Cons though that we're always going to remember yeah, because sure. of that one thing. and and because you know Kevin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Inf- right. In- infamous Kevin. Right. Actually, that's a good. Yeah, Kevin's um, fine. We like Kevin. That's good, that's a good opportunity to segue. I know that um, in in our one of our first shows, Mike and I talked at length about our our Gen Con experiences over the years. I think mm-hmm. Mike's been going longer than any of us. But uh, Pete, you went to attend a Gen Con for the first time this year. Yeah, I had heard. You know. Stories. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed that you. This is the first year. Well, I so you know background. Um, I worked in bars and restaurants, and Gen Con almost always hit a time of year that was in a college town. Um, really, really active, right? Some kind of, and and so mid August uh, is that like is that close to moving? Yeah, week and people stuff? are coming into town or football yeah, season football's or, football's or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it it's that thing of. You know, when you work, uh, when you, well, when you have PTO, obviously it's one thing, but even if you don't have PTO, but you're, yeah. uh, you know, nine to five kind of thing, um, opportunity cost isn't, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a factor, but, right. you know, I would look at tickets and then I would look yeah, at the, ba- the badge price isn't cheap either. Yeah. Right, right. You know, I'd look at a yeah, hundred dollar badge, yep. room and board, and then I'm, and it's I'm going to miss the money. You're not going to miss a Thursday night, a Friday making, night, yeah, a Saturday yeah. night and right. a Sunday morning. I mean, that's, you could, that's a thousand dollars. Yeah. That's you know? prime time. Right. Yeah. And you know, having, having finally gone when that was still the case, 
I would say I you know it's overblown because I oh it's over, my anxiety about going was overblown okay. because yeah. you can always you always miss weekends here and there like it's not worth obsessing over the most the highest possible amount of money. You well, so, so you think working. you'll you think you'll go again this year? Yeah, I would intend on going again. So, I haven't bought my ticket yet, so they'll probably sell out, and then I'll have to. <laughs> oh, I haven't bought mine either. Pay, like, but um, slackers, right? But yeah, it, it, it always that. just worked out to where I didn't really manage to to get time off, and um, but this year I did. Well, the, the, and, so so I always say that the, the different like the first years you go, it's just like a television series. Like you get there, and it's it's really not the real thing. You just barely get to see what it's about. You you yeah you have an experience and hopefully it's one that makes you want to go back again. But I don't even know what you what you did like at the first. I mean, year, I just wandered what you, around. What do you even do? Yeah. Right? I mean, I just wandered I, around and looked at. You that's know, basically what I did. The you first spend year. the whole weekend just overwhelmed at the spectacle. Yeah, of it what all. the heck's going on? And then everybody else is doing their own thing and they want you to do. Everything. I mean, before they opened, I you know I was just walking around the convention center, not really knowing the schedule. I think you two were in. It was you know when I first got to the convention center. Yeah, you two were demoing. Tons of stuff. Like we well, were, like, yeah. We, we were playing. oh no, you were playing. You we were playing. We yeah, talked. We talked tokens. about that. You were playing like Ascension or something. I mean, we, it wasn't yeah. really Ascension, we, but it was we, a deck building. We talked. It was Hero. It was uh, Hero, Hero Realms. Realms. Hero right, Realms. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys were doing that, and I was kind of just standing around awkwardly because no one else was awake or, or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm like, whatever. I'm going to wander around and look at the cosplayers and whatever. And I didn't realize that the, um, the exhibit hall, right? The you know was the a big. Thing? No, I mean it wasn't open yet. Okay, uh, they hadn't done the official doors open. Oh, yeah. You know all yeah. the the events the and things start happening at like six or seven in the morning, right? Yeah. And the exhibit hall doesn't open until like ten or ten thirty. Well, there's right. always the day before. There's always Wednesday a mass of people, right? Yeah, I mean it yeah, was there like, are events going all night. It was like you know trampled to death by nerds. Yeah. Hey, were like, you in that? Were you in the? the thing? I was. I I saw it. Like you know, I was. I have uh, a picture. I was in one of the balconies overlooking. Yeah. Mm. And you know, you couldn't even go down the escalator. The escalators mm. were still go in a downward action, which okay. was a mistake. <laughs> you just didn't fit once you hit yeah. you know the bottom. Um, <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> People don't um, yeah. No. I mean, yeah. Uh, that, I, but that was the spectacle. Is you just and and just everyone pushing. And I guess I don't know for what. I don't understand what getting in the exhibit hall early. Well, some some things there are accomplishes some you. things there are, are uh, some boosts, especially the things that are like limited items. We're only going to sell this at Gen right, Con right. four months earlier. That's, something that's like. what Trotsky does. Like he, he does do that. He right. goes and like runs the rounds and gets the thing, the things that are brand new. Yeah, right. That aren't out. Like he's rushing into the in there to buy stuff. And they will only sell and like 10, 20 a day. There are some booths that do promotional things like Paizo uh-huh. usually yes. has some like pins and stuff that they'll give away. Right. And they'll, to, they'll go away the, by the can, second day. Yeah, yeah. Like a furry tail. They'll have a hundred of them. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Gotta get that pink I've, one. <laughs> I've, I've done that once or twice and then, you know, it's like, um, it's like Fox talked about his, uh, whatever, whatever convention where they show the, the Comic-Con. Um, right. Oh yeah, trailers. Yeah. yeah, we're like the trailer's going to be on the internet in three days. Yeah, right, right, like, right. I don't have to wait in line all day. Right. Well, and uh, having zero data in front of me on you were just like, on, what is happening? Well, on the assertion, uh, but I would also say, I mean, we like I said, we just played Rising Sun. That was a Kickstarter game. I would wager with Kickstarter now, and and the way you know, thing is more the internet. Running through Gen Con and grabbing a game is not the only way you get, you no. know, advanced release games yeah, these days. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. has less of there, a... There is a also a big thing that... And I don't know... Because Rising Sun was a Gen Con. Oh, was it? 
I yeah, think right. that some things that have changed a little bit through Gen Con because they've gotten smarter, but also a big thing about Thursday going in early is free stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, like Doomtown, where we had mm-hmm. the infamous Doomtown year, and, or things that, that they're going to give games away. Uh, when Wizards of the Coast used to be there, they would have these like big dice rolling things where you literally roll a huge 20-sided dice and it would be on the board, whatever you got, and it could be like full $30, $50 books and board games right. and stuff. So, But they only had so many. Right. So you're getting, it's getting all the free stuff right, right away. And I agree with the same thing. It's just really not worth it. Yeah. I, I love no. seeing it. Well, well that's why I with Kickstarters. <clears throat> yeah, Rising Sun is there. Maybe you you can buy a copy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if Trotsky had Kickstarted it and just got it today, yeah, we could have had this game for, yeah, every... you know, eight months or so. But if you've already Kickstarted it, you can't buy a... Yeah. yeah, a hard copy. I, there. I that, have done that. I picked up a Kickstarter game at least once. At if if they're set up for it and they like have printouts or or iPads with the with the names of the backers, like you could pick up your okay. your rewards instead mm-hmm. of. Um, that was for a game called uh, Heroes Wanted, which okay. I've not yet played. <laughs> really That's a, so it's a Kickstarter game. Well, I I, I, I <laughs> yeah. will say as, as as a Gen Con Story old fogey. I and I think you, you hopped on with it last year. Was that um, I like scheduling my events. I like I didn't do a good job. Well, of it, it changes last year. over time. Like I remember the first the first couple of years I went when you know like Pat would come and he'd spend the whole time like doing HeroScape and yeah. and Ticket to Ride tournaments and stuff and like like he didn't even go in the exhibit hall at all right. or like he would walk through it, you know for a couple hours and th- and that was me this year like I had a couple of highlights that I wanted to go find but the first couple years Mike a whole day isn't enough time to walk through and see yeah. all this stuff and demo a couple games and then yeah, sudden- gonna play, yeah. suddenly it's five o'clock and they're and they're closing the hall it's not right. open that long yeah and so between being overwhelmed and trying to see and then after a couple years you're like okay yeah there's another Chessex booth selling dice Here's the Steve Jackson, and he's got a bunch of zombie dice yeah. spinoffs. I'd like and, to see it, but I can move through. Right, but, yeah. You know, Munchkin games that I don't right. play. So. And, and I know I, I spend – that's my Sunday because I I can only get – I can get through it all in a day. I know what I can right. want to hit. Right. Uh, and, and I'll do randomly throughout the week. I will – like on my free – it may have an hour, an hour free between. I will just run through without stopping really and see, oh, that looks cool. That looks cool. Note it for Sunday. But the thing right. is I also know the thing, thing closes at 5 or 6, and – I I want to do stuff, and a lot of the cool stuff events are all the time. They're like during the days, during the nights, and and um, if I don't plan events, then um, five o'clock comes and I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Yeah, you know? and and it feels what, like Gen Con's what, over. What are we doing for food? Let's go. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and then go back to the house and get some. Which is which is fine. Going. Which is fine. Yeah, actually, that's a little bit different now that we've been doing the, the the groups getting together. So now we do come back and play play games, except last year a little bit. But yeah, as much as and I don't we know. We had pizza burritos last year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, those were those were terrible. <laughs> they weren't I terrible. Said, I said that because I'm the only one that thought they were terrible. They, Everyone like they, legendary loves them. They, they were they were very spicy, more spicy than I would have made them. But that, <laughs> I, they weren't bad. No, like, he gave me he gave me a non spicy one. Like he's like, this is the one that doesn't have any spice. And I was like, oh my shit, my <laughs> <laughs> my mouth was dying here. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't think we will bleep that. I, I, I don't think it. that was a. I don't think that was necessarily i think that was a less spicy one i've actually made i've made frozen burritos since um the first time i really did in mass was for gen con um what about what about like the the experience afterwards besides actual gen con there's also another component of like us all hanging together 
for yeah, yeah, hours and, that's, and days. Well, and yeah, that's you know, in terms of burritos, that was the thing. Is I I went more just to kind of you know, you hear the stories of of the uh, you know, it's like Gen Con thing, and then as a third party hearing about what happens, it's the the hijinks that ensue don't happen mm-hmm. in the convention center. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, their their stories involved, and not you know the everyone's a silent kind of a no, bad story. No, nobody right? passed out on a couch or um, an annoyed annoyed that for some reason still loitering roommate Kevin <laughs> or what what else happened? No. Yeah, I think I think there was there was a little bit of puking in bushes. But I mean, I mean, Carrie um, Burge live tweeting. D and D and D was, that. Yeah. I mean, probably the best moment of mm, all of Japan. Right, right. Um, but and, and now that last time, it Fox was the Fox thing, like yeah, that that thing, right. that memorable. And it wasn't part of the thing; it was just something we did. Right. Um, but it is still part. It's something that you can only have really at a Gen Con with everybody getting together with the idea of what we're doing for days, and right. then some people literally being so exhausted they just pass out. Right. Or Trotsky coming back from a, was it they might be giants they concert or something, giants, yeah. and and just having to deal with that. Well, and, and having a pint of Handsome Devil that's never a good right. Yeah, right. yeah. But it's well, an experience, and that's and that's relatively new. You know, we did. Um, we did that house last year. Mm-hmm. The year before, we had an Airbnb. And the previous year, uh, Trotsky knew somebody who had an empty loft mm-hmm. near Mass Ave or something. It was actually two years before that, but yeah. Because um, the camper was before was between that. Oh, I forgot that camper year. That was... Yeah, I heard bad stories. About two, that. two years ago, it was a camper. That was, that was lame. That was when uh, I think Andrew and I stayed in um, like a Motel 6 or something that was like... yeah. 25 minutes away and in a really rundown part of Bloom, uh, right. uh, Indianapolis. But that, but that is a key part about this, right? I mean, it's something I think that's I think how it went. Like, like, it really we, brings we you did, back. Is... We did the loft and the loft had no AC and it was like 80 degrees. So it was gross and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But we were all in the same place. And then the next year we tried to work out some stuff. Mike had the, 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 the trailer and then some of us had to be in hotels because the there's only room for like six people in that trailer. And so then the next year we're like, yeah, we have to do whatever we have to do to get one place for us all to stay together because it's just it's just more fun. In in years past, maybe when there were fewer people, when it was um, you know, Pat and Chris would get a hotel room and then Trotsky and I and one or two other people would sleep on the floor. Uh David and Andrew would come down from up north with our friend Steve, and then they would stay together with, he had family in, in the city for a while. Um, but yeah, once we started all staying in the same place, it really changed the dynamics. And there were some, some complaints about the, the setup and logistics this year, but it still was above and beyond more fun than, right. you know, people staying in three or four different hotel rooms scattered yeah. out. I, I mean, having to find a new place for next year, I would say... You know, if you needed two places, you could almost have one place be a cram everyone in as hard as you can kind of a place, for and sleeping. the other place is cram as many tables in you right. know, for, for sure. games. Because uh, that's the that's the one biggest complaint. I don't know if we had this conversation on air or not, but that um, as far as like hanging out, having a good time, this place was great. But there was a little too much YouTube party. And right. a little too little yeah. actual playing board games, game playing. Right. Well, the, but the, I, I still think that has to do more with uh, the general um, people. Uh, people went a little hard the first day. Oh sure, and it, sure. 
mm-hmm. think in general Changes there was an exhaustion too. level that people didn't really want to play board games. We right. were at a yeah. YouTube party, yeah. you know. Yeah, the, the energy. And now I, I want to say to people who had mid Gen Con and who's listened to this, it's probably our real second time since the very first our first episode we talked about Gen Con. I, I want to stress that you can go to this thing solo and have a great time with it. I think that um, I don't think I've ever gone solo, but um, I've been I've been like a day or two all by myself. Yeah, I was by mm-hmm. myself a yeah. lot of the time. And it's, it's totally fine. You have a lot to do. You can schedule yeah. events even in, in the evening. You don't know anybody, but you'll get in a great table right. with people that are fun and cool and they're to do oh, the yeah, same thing you for are. Sure. All night even. Um, well, and that's why I, I didn't do any events or anything. And that's my general, you know, experience with, um, you know, for example, we do game night at a local distillery once a month. And I generally don't like playing with uh with strangers there because it's a um it's a game familiarity problem where you know Trotsky hosts it so it's primarily his game so I've played more or less everything and and to use this last game night as an example uh I I was only I was within 10 feet of listening to people play Century and it was already kind of giving me goosebumps of just wanting to lean in and say, "You're doing this wrong." Yeah, you guys don't <laughs> like like this is the mechanic, but you're all you're all playing horribly. Well, like see, you know, like but, but, right. that, but that is something though that at Gen Con you don't really always get. I mean, sometimes you go in there, first time players, we're all play, players. But for for the games that that are like, well, maybe not Century's not a good example, but I know this Rising Sun, you're going to get people who play it, right? And you're going to get down. You're finally going to sit down with people who like know all the stuff. And it's the coolest thing I've ever done is really in Gen Con is sitting down and all of a sudden the developer who made it right. is running the game. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? that's very cool. I've I've been on both sides of that sort of skill expectation. If you're in the exhibit hall or if you're doing a lot of what we did last year, which is going to events to try new games or try games for the first time, and if that's happening, it's probably a pretty new game, mm-hmm. um, then you're you're at an even footing like everybody there there's somebody demoing might be the developer which is awesome or might just be you know a part-time employee there explaining games um everybody is learning the game together and so it's even footing i've also done like tournament or competitive kind of things for ascension and smash up some of those games that i know well and that can be it can can much more easily turn into an unpleasant experience. Well, and that's what... Where I'm like, oh, now we're playing this... I'm playing this game with my brother and two strangers, but one of the two strangers, their boyfriend and girlfriend, and so oh, yeah, she's yeah, not going to do the same, and now, and now David's going to win because this person is not playing right. right. Well, there's that, and so that's what I mean. There's, there's a line, because I know, clarifying my earlier statement, I don't want to um, present that I think, you know, you have to play a game... To, to win in a certain strategy, et cetera. Sure. Um, but I do, you know, if you look at kind of a, a, a ceiling, a floor-to-ceiling chart, you know, most games, are, there's a floor you need to hit before you can play the game amusingly. Um, Cards Against Humanity, I think, is the classic example of this, even mm-hmm. though that's okay. a subjective game. Once you've sure. played Cards Against Humanity a few times, playing it with a person who just thinks the cards are so funny that they completely oh, yeah. don't pick it right that right. they're they go oh haha this is the pac-man one like right. this is hilarious right. and they don't at all care about you know the the actual picking the thing that um the, yeah the, the greater kind of jokes at play uh and once again that's a subjective game but i do think that's a, an example of the the 
not to get too technical, but the meta of a game shifts. You know, you have the, sure, no one sure. knows what's going on, people kind of know what's going on, and then what I would say with Gen Con is, I don't fear kind of the bottom end of that table in terms of, like, a Cardinal Game Night people. The very casual. Right, the very casual. I fear the, the opposite end. Katan is my fairy only. Well, yeah, using, once again, Smash Up. I've played Smash Up a few times, but right. I would be... You could jump in. I wouldn't want to play Smash Up with a person who knows, you know... Everything. Uh, pirates and, you know, right, right. dinosaurs. Yeah. Are dinosaurs even a... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Pirates or dinosaurs are the best combination. Right. That's proven by, you know, calculus. Right. Like, right. you know, because yeah, that's, yeah. that's, you know, there are people who <clears throat> have every uh, route memorized on Ticket yeah. to Ride. Ticket to ride. You know. I will say this, though. And those are pretty, especially if you just start doing events over maybe two years, you start realizing it's easy to pick out what events those are and those people are going to be in. Right. Because I'm telling you, the guy that plays Smash Up that knows all of the meta of everything like that is not going to waste his time with a common event. He's going to be playing every tournament. Yeah. And he's going to take his decks, and he's, he's literally, not, he's played it so much, and with his local game group, playing beating some scrub on a how to play a game is not, he, they never waste their time on that stuff. And if they do, they're actually like, I'm going to teach you and, and we're going to talk about it. And that, Well, that but that's what thing. I mean. I'm not just saying how to play is in general, but that's why I wouldn't even be yeah. now, now, very so that, interested in a tournament. Yeah, um, yeah tournaments most of the time. A tournament's totally different thing. You need to... I mean, maybe, things, maybe right? Lords of Waterdeep, just because I have a decent track record with that game and right. it's an easy, uh, not to get... You know, deep into tangents, but it has to do with kind of um, the chess algorithm, you know, thing. Yeah. Like, robots can always beat humans in chess because chess has lots of different options that mm-hmm. are, or uh, has a finite has number finite of options, options that are very, uh, you know, you can calculate into a deep, you know, right. probability yeah. pool um, tree. That a human can't do, but games with lots of options with a relatively shallow skill, you know, which I would say to an extent. Um, and Waterdeep is a lot of subjective decision making right. that effectively you get enough of that and it amounts to randomness. Right. You're right. And so I wouldn't want to play chess against a computer, but I would be interested in playing Waterdeep against you know people Some who are guys. who even are have done the done the you know the legwork to know hypothetically the best move in a game like Waterdeep. The best move doesn't checkmate you in. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know. I, I will say one of the things that, that I've done, I think I'm the only one that in our whole group that I've ever been with here that's done that no one else has done, is done uh, day one event planning. And and that's that's a whole different level of stuff. And that yeah. like right now well they'll, they'll I don't, not yet, they'll start re, they'll release the events catalog. Mm-hmm. There'll be a day. And at that point I know me and a couple friends will go and take that catalog and start making our Excel spreadsheet of what we want for time. I've got a nice little blocked out thing, what time at eight o'clock I'd like this and like that. Put the game number down, and then you can add them to to your wish list in the, the setup of registration. On the website. Right. And then um, on the day it goes live, like at midnight or whatever they specifically say that events go on sale, opens. you click like process wish list. And then you just wait and hope that you get into those games. And then it'll you have standbys and stuff like that. Now, a lot of people don't think that's worth it. Or not say I shouldn't say that. People that I that I've been with don't understand why that's a thing. Because all the really fun, most interesting, memorable th- games I've ever played in have been from that. Mm-hmm. Because a, de- a developer like Cutthroat Caverns, my my good example, or uh, Killer Bunnies, the guys who actually make that, not the developers, like the guy who created it, thought of it ran it through and his life is this mm-hmm. he can only run he, only, he wants to be in Gen Con too and he only runs like three of these 
Correct. And they're only six players a game, one table. And he's going to give, he gives like a Van Braces of a vampire thing that he made <laughs> for it because it's really cool. Of only these six players. Are, are those, are those Vamp Braces? Vamp Braces, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yuck! 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 Wah. But the, but those wah, but, but you only get those. Or True Dungeon is actually still the, the thing. People who want to run True Dungeon, you, there's only so many t- slots. That's it, and they're mm-hmm. sold out on the first go. You don't have. You can't wait. And like, I'll look at my I, event catalog. I've never done that. Is that like LARPing? <sighs> I imagine True Dungeon <laughs> no, is like uh, a documentary series of actual dungeons. <laughs> oh, like True Crime. Right. True Crime. Yeah. No, true, true, true. For people, we're who just know we're true. going on a deep. Uh, deep like kind of pun pun trail yeah, yeah. So. True, True Dungeon is I, a uh, environmental thing that you it's this escape room it's early escape room that's what I was going to say room, but it's are, a dungeon that you're walking through are we uh, are we going to try and do that I heard some I saw something in the group chat again if we have to do that we have to do it early yeah. right Fox was trying to Fox was saying he knows people who know people. Right, right. Well, can, uh, yeah, that, that could be a thing because I know that Trotsky did that one year, way that right. one year. But the, the way to do that is that people, like they do it, is they say, okay, we're doing 10, right. and you buy 10 on that launch day, and you go and 10. Block. And, yeah. and you hope that you get them all. And, and know, that's, right. I think that's the reason, not to get too inside baseball with this, but um, that's why the friend system on the Gen Con website is so complicated. Like I have to send you a request and you have to confirm it and I have to confirm your confirmation or whatever. <laughs> because when you're friends with somebody, I think you can like almost buy you event, can buy event tickets, tickets yeah. for them. You can't. And that and that's what you would do if you wanted to do true dungeon. Like Yeah. The only way it works, I mean, you could split the party, but like you really only want to do it if you can get all eight or ten or, or tickets. six for that that Killer Bunnies game. You want to all right, be in that, right? Exactly. Yeah, and and that and that's that. Those are really fun. Those are my most memorable games. Is that I get right. in those. They're small amounts. They're super fun. They're the ones that you want to get. And also, um, like Fantasy Flight will come, and they will only run so many X Wing or so many things that are really cool coming out. Um, and that's it. So get in them, or you don't get it. Get to do them. Uh, but I haven't done that for several years because I'm now I play so many more games all the time that I, I don't mind waiting and I miss a lot of times now I'll wait until like a month after and the catalog's already full and I'll put out some more and I'll just get uh, that sounds interesting that sounds interesting except this year we did some ones that were pretty neat well in the same vein of like you focus on just seeing the exhibit hall for the first time being overwhelmed yeah. by the spectacle yeah. in years past it's for me it's always been a kind of like while we're at the event and I mean, for many years, I wasn't living in the same place with my brothers. And so we'd get together and I'm like, okay, well, we've seen, we've pretty much seen the exhibit hall. Are there any events we want to do? And then we're like flipping through the website on our phones, trying to. But they're mostly full even, aren't they? Look, yeah. And everything's like sold out or done. But like, especially today, the, the stuff opens out. months before the con. And I'm like, man, I don't even know what I'm interested in. Right, right. Now, as I'm thinking about it more, you know, since last year, I'm like, okay, I kind of you can spend a day or two have in mind stuff and- stuff that I kind of see. You know, we talked at length about how um, how much better it can be to demo a new game in an event than trying to do it on the exhibit oh, floor. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and that's you get to play the game, actually, you know, because yeah, my first time when I was registering, I, I flipped through the events, and yeah, the thought process. Aside from being told, hey, don't worry, you'll have enough to do, it being your first time. It's but, true. Yeah, I mean, picking what, you know, what I would necessarily want to play uh, kind of comes out to uh, a catch-22 where, 
you know, it's Gen Con. You're there to play games all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, taking advantage, for example, I would say I will probably never play a game of Twilight Imperium mm-hmm. in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, that's knowing someone who who spends the money to buy it and then finding enough people who are willing to spend eight hours. Oh, right. And like, and you sure. know, Game of Thrones, like we say Game of Thrones takes eight hours, but it's not supposed to. Right. You know, that's us going long. <laughs> this is a game that says it takes eight hours, so who knows yeah. how long it actually takes. I would probably never play Twilight Imperium. People are calling in sick to work. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, well, some of those games go with Gen Con. <clears throat> exhibit hall closes and they're like, this is the one time of the year where I'm going to have eight hours to not do anything. Right, because well, and that's what I mean. That's I I would consider a Twilight Imperium kind of a thing, but it goes back to you know my uh, fear of of anonymous stranger. Oh, right, right, yeah. You know, a game like that. I would not. I'm not saying. I would not. You know, having no background in in how those those people are. I you know I don't want to say that one of them would necessarily be toxic, Mm -hmm. but you know that's one of those games where if one player you're paired with yeah is is just a personality type that doesn't mesh well with you yeah. and now you're committed to playing a six to eight hour game yeah right we just go person. yeah bye <laughs> like, yeah. right you know it's just not good i um, lose so what, what do you think okay so now, now you get a second year you've had you've had your first since i guess this kind of started with you being the, the new person on there um you got a different strategy for going into this one something you're looking forward to you want to do want to do differently well and that's what, that's what i mean yeah i mean i, I should sli- year slightly two. fewer habaneros in the <laughs> well okay real quick <laughs> going back two? to those i've made breakfast or i've made frozen burritos since and i don't i thought i've thought i've made some that really will put the hurting on me mm-hmm. and none of them come close so I don't know if I was just in this like you got a strong batch or <laughs> did were, did they actually get frozen? Yeah, they did. Okay, but they weren't frozen for very long. Okay, you know I made them a week prior. Maybe so they're still pretty fresh. Yeah, and so that's why I made them so hot. Is I, I you know have a little bit of background in in preparing frozen food, um, and uh, I thought okay, you know when you freeze a thing, it becomes way less spicy. So I, I'm like, I need tons of spice in this because I want to have some heat. Spice, right. And then yeah, I took a bite into one. I'm like, wow, okay. And <laughs> I've made them since that I thought would maybe even be spicier, and, and they don't even hold a candle to it. So I don't know if it was just the it was the, the Gen habanero. Con, it was the, the Gen Con the, curse. The batch of well, batch the habaneros maybe, got. or maybe I was just you know I was I was possessed and just like <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's let's make so, it. So, so you're saying you're 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 going to do burritos again? <laughs> yeah, but I would definitely that, that do burritos again. Okay. Um, I would want to play a game, um, and yeah, keep you know just dip my feet in the water. I mean, even if it is just something like Smash Up. Um, mm-hmm. Try a thing. Yeah, do a schedule. Like thing. I said, maybe even do a tournament of a game that I did. That, you know well that I know that I know and has luck. So sure. you know you're not right. you're not stuck with a guy that knows everything. Yeah, you're not thing. super hung up on right. on uh, making sure you're doing the right moves every time. Uh, along the lines, I don't know, maybe a, a Cyclades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, know, or something. Fine. That'd be f- fine. F- follow um, Pat to one of his Ticket to Ride tournaments. Yeah. Uh, no, I would not do that. Ticket to Ride's <laughs> way too intense. <laughs> they are intense. Um, They're good, too. I can't imagine... I mean, not to get in, like, a, you know, hating on people who play Catan moment, but... There's so many. Yeah, I've never understood. I mean, that whole game is basically, like, I'm gonna hope I roll a, a 11. Time, you know, yeah. like, I've, I've never understood it. I, my, I have not either. But yeah. Before I moved to Bloomington, that was my... That was my game. I had a group of friends in Indianapolis, and they—that's the first 
non-crappy Walmart game that yeah. I ever played. And That's I was most like, people's first. I was like, this is, this is so much better than, than Brisker Monopoly. Right, right. And like we played it at least once a week. It didn't... It didn't die in that group until somebody found a free website where we could play like a Java app or something. Right. This is like 2004 or five. <laughs> but um, we're like, I don't know. It's a, you don't have to set it up and so it's so fast. So you know, I don't. I'm not really right. excited about it anymore. But yeah, there's so much. There's so much random. Well, it's 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 what you're talking about. It's good compared to Monopoly. I mean, I I went to we we fairly quick at the time. There were only two expansions, and we fairly quickly ramped. I mean, they had all the games. So for me, like they taught me the base game the first time, and then maybe the second time, they're like, "And this is Seafarers. It has boats." And then third time, they're like, "Okay, here's Cities and Nights. This is when it gets real." And I've never played any. Catan with an expansion. Oh, Fair okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, compared to, well. you know, I w- uh, over the holidays, um, you know, it's that moment where you see someone brought Game of Thrones Monopoly. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. and I'm, I just, you know, all weekend you're just like, oh my God, please, no one suggests. Please, no one suggests playing yeah. Game of Thrones Monopoly, please. <laughs> well, uh, something that's interesting too that's a fun one that's got random, uh, it, can be, it can go both ways, is there's a, several games of Gen Con called Winner Boxes and, um, where you win the game. Mm-hmm. And they usually, sure. I know that uh, Upper Deck has Which a Which would be of, good um, for me because I don't own games. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, right, right. It, well, I even have friends that will do that and just like use it to sell the game. I didn't like, start really buying games until I moved away. I'm like, right, right. well, Trotsky has yeah, it. Why do I need my own copy? Well, the, the winner boxes, the winner boxes with me because, um, well, it depends on who, what company is running them. But I know Upper Deck, Upper Deck does a lot of them, and it's it's one game. It's like a six player game. You play for one hour, and it's it's usually not like a, a, a smash up or something that you collect. It's a board game right. that they have, and I know some of them's been legendary. It's been the the Big Trouble Little China games, or they just have yeah. tons of them. Well, and for and example, going back to the point, people playing that, yeah, maybe they'll try to sell them, but the person playing that game probably doesn't own it yeah and that's play it all the time fox you one know? fox yeah, one twice. If, yeah if somebody if somebody's jumping in uh, i mean unless it's a series like legend uh, one of the legendary boxes maybe they, they want the extra but if it's like if it's a standalone game and you're playing a win a box tournament it's a fairly safe well, bet that nobody playing like well that's, maybe that's they're the hoping to win one to use as a gift or something the reason i recommend it is not because they're not a tournament that's the thing the win boxes are a guarantee, are, are one per game. Right. You win. There's only six players, and there's one game. One walks with right. the game. Mm. So do you just have to put it away, and then that's your copy? Because that's how I would do it. Uh, no, what do you mean? <laughs> you, you play that copy, and then that's yours. No, no, no. And everyone go. Everyone go. Eh, even mad, and you have to put right. it away. All. No, I, I, I will say. Uh, while I'm saying that that's a good one to do because it's it's easy. It doesn't cost much. You invest. I think it's like five bucks. What happened was Fox and I played. Together, it's, it's and you play at the same time. Yeah, one of us are like box. we had a six. We were thirty three percent chance that one oh, of us right. was going to win. There you go. Right. You know, and then so that was that was pretty fun. Uh, now the other side, there is a downside to that one that happens every once in a while. And did happen to me last year? It pissed me off. Was um, I wanted? I played a versus game, mm-hmm. and it was like you get that you get. It's a two player game. Right. So like fifty fifty. Yeah. Right. And and it was a it was a new one. Right. But um, it had been out like a week before or whatever, and oh, I, I played. I played. A guy who hadn't played it before and didn't own it, but his all his buddies do, and gave him like all the strategy and all of the deck to play mm, with. Right. And he I was like, "How do you have Thanos? 
what is this about? And he's like, yeah, last night. And he was real, he was real open with it. He's like, yeah, last night I basically was taught how to play this to do this yeah. so I can win. And then he was all nice to me about it, but I'm like, you just ran me, and I've never played this yeah. before, right? Yeah. So yeah. there was there is you that. got hustled. Yeah. And and yep. And and I, I really don't like that one. But yeah. but anyway, that that's a cool thing to to do with Gen Con. But uh, looking forward to going back. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, I mean, once again, you know, housing. It, it, I do with all the problems of the of the last house. It would be nice to just not have that anxiety, you know, because even a a place that you a place different. that you know what to expect is always better than a place where you have to figure out things. I almost mm. always I'm, I almost like the idea of going to someplace different every time, just because every year we've done it, it's been a different experience. Right. We say the loft year, the camper year, the holiday Express oh, year, yeah, the, the Kevin right? year, the Kevin year, and, and and they all have their own flavor of things that the environment was, and it was cool and different mm. and, and whatnot. Um, so I, I mean, I never mind switching the, to it. The place the place in in 2016 wasn't wasn't bad i mean somebody broke no, a no. wine glass and i didn't get any sleep because of pat snoring but <laughs> yeah, um right. otherwise and there uh, an inordinate amount of stairs that i had forgotten oh, about yeah, right, until right, somebody right. mentioned it in the group chat right that was terrible well um anyway I, I i would suggest people going always go to gen Con. i'm always a big first fan about that and and it's just when they say the best four days of gaming is because it's 24 hours of, even if you're by yourself or mm-hmm, with right. your with friends, it literally is everywhere. Um, one of my most fondest memories is when, I, like, my third year ever going, um, me and my buddy wanted to play D and D the whole time because we didn't get to play D and D a lot. So we played we right. played during the things, and I would run games or an adventure that I had. Mm-hmm. So we would go in the Hyatt, and they'd have tables set all the time for just general gaming, and we would put like players needed. And people would walk by, and they still have that now. You can, mm. People will say players needed, yeah. and they'll sit down and like, "We want to play." I'm like, "We're playing D and I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And as long as you had the characters there, you could make it. And we just play it. And we do that with board That'd games. Be cool. We did board games the, the next year. We'd sit there and say, "Hey, we're playing settlers or whatever it might have been," you know, and yeah. say, "This is what to me four more players, three Three-man. players, two players." Well, and I don't have a lot of experience with conventions in general, but I mean, my takeaway from Gen Con was that everyone there was. You know, it's the kindred spirit thing. Yeah, you know, sure. by by having a lanyard. I mean, you run the whole the whole spectrum from like right. mostly older guys who are really into World War Two themed mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. to the like the cosplayers, the the video. I mean, they're running Hearthstone and Overwatch tournaments. Oh yeah, yeah. we uh, lose uh, your brother. Yeah, <laughs> shamed him for paying shamed money for paying money to, to play to Overwatch. Play normal Overwatch, like <laughs> which what, he, which he owns. <laughs> it was he was just playing online. I don't I don't think it was yeah. even a tournament or anything. And they no. got those um those pods, the like Mech Warrior yeah, things. Virtual things. Um, right. there there are people there to buy or sell magic cards. There are people there yeah. for D and D. There are yeah. people cosplayers to, to buy those anime body pillows and st- like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, right. it's a full like it's not it's There's not one thing it's, it's not quite a comic-con like it's yeah. still mostly games or but, game adjacent but in like, general cosplay is not really game and anime is not really but it's but it's that it's not it's it's narrower yeah. than but than there's a, full a comic-con there's a... experience but within board games like the card games dice games role-playing games the you know Cards Against Humanity. It's like there's all there's this whole range of games just in the world of games. Yeah. Without, um, you know, comics or video games or I mean, sure. there's a little bit of video games even. Mm-hmm. But it's also just you know that uh, the the 
we're all like you, you have to be comfortable with yourself to be willing to go to a place like Gen Con. Yeah. You're not, you know, no one there is going to be a closeted, like, they don't run right. Settlers games, you know, in shame, right. you know, every other Wednesday right. or something, and, and none of their friends know. There's, you know, in general, well, it, with, with nerd culture just becoming more... More acceptable more as well. Acceptable, Everyone, yeah. you know, you don't you don't walk through there and think, oh man, someone. Well, and, I, and full disclosure, just I don't. We we discussed this as a possible theme for the day, and we don't have to get too deep into it. But um, just for viewers, I do have a man bun. <laughs> <laughs> there was a thing, and <laughs> so you were totally accepted at Gen Con with the man bun. Well, right? no, I mean, <laughs> you know, my facial hair or my my hair, uh, yeah. Was uh, it, normal it, and well? I mean, maybe even ahead of the curve, you could argue, but but just it, <laughs> it, it becomes un. I'm just saying, I I'm not walking through because I think you could read into a man bun as me thinking I'm better than oh, everyone. Oh, I see, right, right, or sure, or sure. as you know, being used to society. Oh, no, there, there's literally everything. So regardless, there. yeah, exactly. It's not right. that you know. I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, there's I, not a pretense. I, I have a I have a nephew that that went to Gen Con one year, and he was he's he was in his early twenties, and he was. There with like he went with his girlfriend and they were they were they're definitely like gamer nerd people but they're closeted gamer nerd people where right. it's like don't don't really tell if they like it on their own but it's not really it's kind of embarrassed but it's right. and they are kind of the the quiet about it thing so they mm-hmm. decided to go to a Gen Con and then all of a sudden by that first day you step into it you're no longer a closeted person right. you're, you're, oh yeah the, the cool game steampunk that you like is on the wall the size of a statue yeah. you know and, and everyone's like taking pictures and, and I'm sure that that's true at like Comic Cons yeah, and convention. anime conventions any of that. One of the one of the jokes I like to make about Gen Con is that we go there or I go there with my group of people and they're varying degrees from like like my brother David is probably light on the on the spectrum of like how serious he is about games mm-hmm. like how nerdy he is and that kind right. of nerd where like our friend Pat is maybe toward the toward the other end. Mm-hmm. Um but like in our whole group I'm like I'm like, oh wow, we're we're really mainstream normal compared to some <laughs> of this right. crowd. Yeah. Like, because right. you, but we, you, I mean, we do get... have facial hair to uh, basically 100. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. It's true. I mean, it's true. Trotsky um, doesn't. Fox doesn't. Chris, so I guess Chris. Fox doesn't. Um, uh, we gotta yeah, get we gotta get right. Foxy to grow. But um, <laughs> you know, and you definitely see some some of those people who are like, man, how much time do you? Because I feel like I don't. I sometimes don't spend enough time interacting with other people, like a little, right. a little introvert, a little secluded. But you see people that you're like, "Oh man, you you haven't you haven't been out of the basement since last year." Jennifer. <laughs> right, and I'm, right. I'm, you know, I'm casting right, right, aspersions right. there a little bit. But um, for the most part, even the people who are who are just there, like you are, just hanging out. Like if you're interested in right. in the game that they're that they're interested in. They, they want they want to share it with you they'll, right, yeah. they'll want to teach you about it and right. and um, they'll be happy they're just open and yeah for yeah. sure I mean I sat down at a random Harry Potter game that was new and the person had all the cards and stuff and I was like so what's this about and he was he didn't even want to play he just wanted to show and sit down and help somebody else me and somebody else play and then talk about it and get mm-hmm. real excited about it but you you could tell he was just sitting there by himself at the table with these huge stacks of stuff and organizing <laughs> right. them all. But you talked to him one time about something he really liked. He was in the Harry Potter area. So you talked to him about that, and then all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, I love this, and I want to encourage it with that. Well, man, that's I think we're getting close on our, on our time here. 
Yeah. I mean, we um, went into Gen Con for a little bit there. I don't know how that happened. It slipped in there. Well, oh, Pete ga- being ga- for games, ta- games talking about games. Games talking about games. Hey, Pete, thanks for uh, coming out this week. We're, yeah. we're, we can get half the stuff we were going to talk about. I mean, yeah. So we'll, that's what we get for next time. Uh, we'll quick get. review, Dragon Ball FighterZ. Eh, that's pretty good. All right, boom. All yeah. the stuff is covered. Now, you know what? We need, <laughs> we need to come back with that because I, actually I want to bring – I know that um, – you're the uh, you're the ar- you're the arcade guy, Mike. Did you did you enjoy that experience? Oh man, you're gonna go on another twenty minutes. If we get yeah. into this topic. Yeah, yeah we should bring Zon in. Zon yeah, we'll, has we'll, a, all right. Zon right. has opinions. We'll have, we'll have another one. And we'll he can talk Zon. about the destructibility of the uh, personal uh, gamepad he made. Oh right, right, right. right. Or well, custom we, custom talk, gamepad. We've also talk got, about talk about invincibility frames. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we'll bring Pete and Zon, and we can talk about more video ish games too. In general, okay, there's, sure. a, there's a lot. Of, so we'll bring that up. I, I will say. Uh, quick thing about Dragon Ball Z: It's a fun game. It does get anime. I think it makes you makes you feel like you're playing yeah. an anime. The, all the, the time, theme, so. the art style of it was was true to spot, right, true right, to form. Right. But we can talk about the technicals later. Right. Uh, Dennis, so but it's pretty so, game, very pretty. Oh, game. very for sure, for sure. And, and you can watch it. It's and great. yeah, like just just fan servicey nonstop. Yeah, for know. sure. Yeah, and enjoyable. Right. Um, so Dennis, if they want to come, someone wants to send Pete a message. Where would they go to send Pete a special <laughs> message about? His adoring fans. If uh, if you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, dot com, we've got contact forms on there. You can send us all your all your opinions, all your we, fan mail. We we love right. we love hearing that. We'll right. read and it we on will, the we air. We'll forward them straight to Pete. If, to, if from this week, if we ever get an email, we'll read it on there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Making sure they get in there. Um, Frontporchpodcast.com slash two three. This is episode twenty three. Twenty three. We're getting there. Twenty four. We're going to be. Uh, it's already six bankers dozen. Yeah, it'll yeah. start. It'll start. <laughs> no, that's like sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> it's thirteen. Thirteen. <laughs> None of us can count. We don't even no, know what no, we're no. talking I'm about. Not, I'm not Everyone a banker. Like, yeah, sure. Right. Sure, sure. All right. Well, uh, for the front porch, this is Michael, and I'm Dennis. I'm Pete. Night, everybody. See you next time. Bye.